Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Here's the thing. In our society, we've totally normalized feeling like crap, looking like crap, dealing with these symptoms day in and day out. When just because something is common doesn't make it normal. So in today's episode, we're breaking down why you don't have to continue feeling like crap every single day and what you can start doing about it right now. You know what really grinds my gears, Chris? First of all, let me get on my soapbox. Let me stand up for a hot minute. Hold on and let me fasten my seatbelt. Buckle in, everybody. Because what really grinds my gears to no end is how often women are dismissed on how they feel, how often they're dismissed on their symptoms. They go to their healthcare or medical provider and they're like, hey, doc, I'm feeling like this. I have acne. I have painful periods. I have irregular periods. I'm extremely tired. I have bloat all of the time. I am moody. I'm this. And they list out their laundry list of symptoms and they're just met with, oh, it's part of being a woman. It's just part of being a mom. It's just part of getting older. Here, take the birth control pill. Here, take an antidepressant. And that's really the extent of the care that they receive. And it is so infuriating to me because it is invalidating how a person is feeling and how it's impacting them in their day-to-day. Because as you and I know, Chris, we've dealt with these issues before, and any woman listening, how fun is it to be clutching a hot water bottle with a having to take a day off work because your period's so painful and you have to take an Advil to get through the day? Guess what? That's not normal. You should not be clutching a hot water bottle every time you get your period and have to take two days off of work. Sure, it's common in our society for us to have these issues, but just because something is common does not mean it's normal. And this is why I hate when women are told they're just stuck with feeling this way for the rest of time. And a perfect description of this was a client the other day sent us sent us in a message and I was reading it and I was, my first, my heart broke for her reading this message. She had been a past client. And I wanted to like reach through the computer screen and give her a hug because she went to her medical provider. Um, You know, she'd worked with us in the clear skin solution. She was still dealing with some, some lingering um, period issues. And she went to her medical practitioner and asked her OBGYN if they could run some testing for her. And they shot her down. They said, no, no, how you feel is normal. You you don't need, you don't need any more help. You don't need any testing. Like this is just part of being you. In her message to us, She said, and like literally in this one paragraph, three different times, she said, I don't feel deserving of help. And that like, I, I wanted to drive to this doctor's office and be like, WTF, I cannot believe you just invalidated how this woman was feeling. It's impacting her life. And you told her that she doesn't need any help. So now she feels like she doesn't deserve the help. When 1000% yes, 
she deserves the help because she's dealing with something that's impacting her life. And that's the biggest thing that we see is women are told that this is normal because everybody else is dealing with this. It is so... Do you you want me to get off the soapbox or do you want to get on the soapbox with me? I'm just scared to talk. (laughs) Chris, I actually re-record... So I sent her a video back, a loom. I re-recorded it like four or five times because I was so angry for her that I was like, I don't want to come across as like, a lunatic being like filled with rage for her. So I had to calm myself down. But Katie, breathe, 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 breathe. It's hard. It's hard. I get, I like, this is something I'm so passionate about because I was met with the same thing. Oh no, it's just part of being a woman. You have super heavy periods. That's just what it's going to be like for you. What? Yeah. Like, you remember when I said I went to the doctor and she's like, here, just take this pill. That's all we can do for you. What? Right? So, you know what? Maybe that's her personality a little bit. One, I'm sorry, did you just try and put us in a box? Well, we're going to show you how this box can be opened and closed and repurposed. I'm going to drop kick the box open is what I'm going to (laughs) do. See, we can't do this topic because Katie's like hot, 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 right? I know I labeled the podcast as explicit, but like I'm still trying so hard not to drop F-bombs every other word. Well, this is, you know why? Because we see it and we know how much mindset plays a role into this. People are already wearing their their inners on their outers, meaning things that are in disharmony on the inside are now on the outside and the exterior. And every day, it takes one person to look at you. And I'm going to say, I was talking to my daughter at the back door this morning, and I looked down. She had some like lip gloss. It was shiny. And she's like, stop staring. She also had like a what would have been a pimple on her nose, but of course she probably picked it. It was just red, right? She's mortified for you telling the story, by the way. Yeah, she's not listening to me anyways, because because I'm old and I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm mom. So yeah, it's on her nose. And she's like, I know what you're looking at. Stop staring. And I'm like, what? I'm like, where'd you get that lip gloss? Like, I wasn't even there. But do you see how it's predefined? So she's already judged herself. So anybody putting a light towards that general location in the nose and the mouth, obviously very close. Mm -hmm. She already was like, okay, my mom's judging me. She's going to say something. She's going to do something. And it's disheartening because I'm watching a 15-year-old go through this where now we have, say, fast forward a 39-year-old who has had acne her entire life, who's tried the things. And you know what? And now she just feels undeserving or she feels like this is the way her life has to be, or she feels like there's no hope because everybody around her has watched her try the different things. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, go waste your money, go waste your time, go waste your patience, go waste whatever. Don't look at me when it fails. And I have a client right now where her husband said, I am so guilty. I took his money. She's a stay at home mom. Listen to the words though. I am so guilty. I took and used his money to help my acne. And all he feels is this is just another attempt that's going to fail. There's so much to unpack in that in, in that two sentences. You want to talk about WTF? I had to take a hot minute and I did a tiny bit of mindset within our realm. And that's kind of where it is. So please, 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 right? Those comments are not normal. They're common. They're not normal. Mm-hmm. Your feelings around those 
are not normal. It's common. It's because it's been predisposed. At 15, you have acne. You know how many kids have acne? I watch it now. Mm -hmm. More than when I was a teen, more than... I mean, the kids growing up in succession and stuff like that. It's what we do for a living. So like, it's the first, it's, it's what I see everywhere, right? I do. Absolutely. I notice it. And from a non-judgmental perspective. No, you know what my, my heart, this is what I say to them. I hope you find the root cause with love and compassion. Allow that avenue to be open. And I physically, obviously not in a weirdo sense out loud, you know, doing a collection plate at the corner or anything. But I do that because I'm sending that to the universe to say, you know what? I know how much that sucks because I went through it and I was older, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And it's just, it's so infuriating. Like I will probably say infuriating 600 times in this podcast because that's really how I feel about women being dismissed on their health symptoms. And it's like, could you imagine like a man going to see his doctor and he's like, uh, my dick isn't, isn't rising anymore. And he'd be like, oh no, that's, it's just part, it's just part of, you know, whatever. Like they were like, oh my God, like, oh, we need to look into this. We need to look into that. And da, 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 da. Chris is like dying over here. You just caught me off guard. I'm like, am I dick? And I'm like, but it's this, it's the thing, right? It's true. It's true. It, and, but you know what? Let's look. Here's a blue little pill. Sorry about your wiener right? We could go into zinc and we want to be running 5-DHT. And I know that's all geeky, and but you know, that's where I'm going with this. But there's a lot of pathways we can do. These doctors, I'm convinced, aren't trained that way. So why, what, oh my gosh. Okay, ready? I'm about to Katie. That's a thing. We Katie in the clear skin. So I'm about to Katie, right? So my seatbelt's fastened. It's okay. All right, let's go. When we have these symptoms, we already know it is not normal. You know how they classify it in the Western medicine is, wow, look, everybody is, you know, 95% of the population has Hashimoto's, 65% has celiac. Oh my gosh. And these are random stats, by the way. She's just, yeah, yeah, these are legit. She's just pulling it over. Katie would never allow me to come with geek stats. Believe me, she would, she'd have a nap. And (laughs) so that's the thing is they take this big general population and they do a big, huge statistic and say, oh, wow, look at this. This is the up and coming. Mm -hmm. So then the ranges change. The normalcy changes. The acceptance changes. And again, now it's normal because it's so common. That's how they do the medical link. And honestly, it pisses me right off. It does. And like, let's go through some of the common but not normal symptoms that you could be experiencing on a daily, weekly, monthly, casual basis. All right. So we're going to, Chris and I, there's a lot. So Chris and I are going to go together on this one. Obviously, from a women's perspective, there is painful, heavy, irregular periods, extreme bloat, extreme PMS, PMDD, you know, any type of hormonal symptom, mood swings, irritability, fatigue, low energy, those are all common in our society. Like you go up to this a, a woman in the grocery store and saying, hey, do you have any one of these symptoms? She's going to be like, girl, I got like 10 of them. That's just me on a day-to-day basis. That's how I operate. So from there, Chris, what would you say are some of the very common digestive symptoms that are shown as common but not normal? Oh, <clears throat> straining to have a bowel movement or regular diarrhea. That's big ones. Gas burping... I call it my consti, my consti bloat, 
you know, where you're constipated and you're bloated and all of those are interconnected. Not only that, but what about tired after eating? Tired after eating, yes. Right? We can be, one factor is obviously eating in a rush. So I want to just tie that in because there's factors we can do. But those things, I mean, what about bad breath? Oh, we like that, don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the armpit smell, but now we're like, (sighs) and we're like checking our breath. Body odor, extreme body odor. That's one. Oh, yes. Nausea after taking supplements. So many people. Undigested food in the poop, right? So these are the things. But that's just one category, right? We can even look like overactive. So blood in the stool. Mucus in the stool. Mucus, yeah, where you do the wipe and it just feels really slippery. That's... I do this all the time. It doesn't, and I think sometimes if someone's probably, I hope no one's eating their lunch right now because that's just about sent you right for, <laughs> there goes the dinner at the window. Disclaimer. <clears throat> High hatal hernias. Very, very, not common that I hear a lot of it, but very dismissed, mm-hmm. right? Burning cessation in the stomach. First of all, how many people know where the stomach is? Oh yeah. Most people don't even know where the organs in their own body are. Mm-mm, right? Why can't we teach this little tiny thing? Like, why are we waiting to like biology and what is that? Grade 11, maybe? I don't know what the curriculum is. Yeah. Like maybe let's teach, teach the grade sixes or grade sevens, like where their body parts are. Right. So all of these things, if we're having pains after eating, it, it can be, it could be a, a big medley of everything. But that's just going to go back to that's digestive, right? And then we got the liver. We got all of these other things that are going to bleed up into it. So is it normal? As an example, is it normal that when you eat something that is cruciferous or detoxifying like cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, that you're burping or you're tooting up a storm? Yes, yeah, severe stomach pains and bloat. Nope, not normal. That's not normal. No. Shedding your hair. Thinning hair, hair loss. Oh my gosh. Hair growth on the face, on the chest, on the abdomen when it shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Chris, like these are all things that people deal with every single day. And they think it's normal because their sister, their cousin, their mom, their girlfriend, their colleague, their whoever also has these symptoms. And they go to the doctor and they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's just, it's part of being one, part of being a mom, part of getting older. It's all of these things. And like our society has really conditioned us to feel like we are supposed to feel like crap every day. That as soon as you hit, you know, 28, you get into your 30s, 30 plus, it's all downhill from there. We're conditioned to feel like we we just start like collecting the symptoms like Pokemons. It's like we collect them all. We get, we get all the, po- the, the symptoms. And by the time you're 85, you have, you know, 45 different, sub- different uh, symptoms. You're on 15 different medications. You have 35 different doctors that you see. That is not normal. Like in our Western high society, it is not normal to feel like that. There are so many civilizations and cultures and societies around the world that live well into their senior years. Not like, you know, well into their age. Of course, they're living into their 80s, 90s, and 100s, but they're feeling good. They're still active. They're gardening. They're hiking. They're not on a you know, laundry list of medications. It's that westernized society who has really conditioned us to accept this as normal. Oh, let me add one more. I just thought of it. Headaches slash migraines. Oh my goodness. Headaches slash migraines. Please tell me. Do you remember? There was a client, and this is going back a couple of years. She came in. She had debilitating migraines. Yes. Where she was on pharmaceuticals for a decade. I was on pharmaceuticals for migraines for almost a decade. Right? And she 
when leaving, no longer on pharmaceuticals, didn't even take NSAIDs like the Advil, the ibuprofens, anything like that. Nothing. Never didn't have headaches anymore. Didn't. And here's the thing. When you're going through transition, if you don't, if you don't note those wins, you're not going to know how far you've come. So when we want to, and I find we do this as a society, we want to list all the symptoms we had and we want them gone. But when they're gone, we don't reward ourselves for the work we've done. Because those are markers to watch out for, right? We always, it's like when we, of course, we deal with acne here. So when we have clients come in, their only focus is acne. That's the only thing they're looking at in their little binoculars at the end of the road. But what they're missing out on is that's why we're here to be like, hey, you know, you're six weeks in and you're sleeping through the night. You're not having bloat after your meals and you didn't even know your period was coming. Can we just like acknowledge those wins that you're having right now? They're like, oh, oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah, no, I, I didn't I didn't have to take a bottle of Advil for, for, for my, my period pain. So this is another way when people are like, Katie, how do I know if the work that I'm doing is working? We like to look out for those initial markers where you're having good bowel movements, you're having increased energy, you're sleeping better, and in some earlier cases, your period symptoms are lessening. It generally takes a little bit longer for period symptoms. I like to give at least 90 days of work to see some good gains in the hormonal world, just the way the follicular genesis works. So I like to give 90 days, but we can still be seeing a lessening of PMS symptoms as one of those initial markers. So don't write it all off because your skin's not clearing up as fast. Really take note of how am I pooping? How am I sleeping? How's my energy? How's my attention? How's my brain fog? How's my PMS symptoms? How's my period? That's sustainability. Mm -hmm. That is not what we see when we go down that rabbit hole of searching is we don't have enough tiny small markers to go and see our achievements. So we give up on ourselves. So it's easy for us to say, oh, my husband was right. I did waste his money. My husband or my partner don't support me because this is your journey, right? So we really want to be able again. And the reason why we go, it's this is so interconnected into a little bit of mindset too. So it's, so it's a little bit harder to delineate it because I know all the feelings are coming up and you're probably, and you know, my love for the word, but but you're probably listening going, yes, but Chris and Katie, but, 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 and that's what we're trying to say is society really just makes everything normal because they have to categorize it so that they can give you a pill for it. Pill? There's a pill for every ill. Oh, I like it. I haven't heard that. What? You've never heard that before? Pill for every ill? Okay. Well, I also didn't hear your, your Biffa, Biffa. Oh, Roy G. Biv for the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow. That kind of sounds like a bacterial culture. Okay. After we get off this podcast recording, I'm Googling Roy G. Biv and I'm sending you the link so I can prove to you I'm not crazy. If you guys are wondering what we're talking about. If it comes from the urban dictionary, I'm not interested. Go back to the last week's episode to learn more about our hate on for the Roy G. Biv. <laughs> But that's the thing, right, is we really need to be taking note of how we're feeling. And we need to understand as a society that we are meant to feel good. We're not just here to survive. We can thrive. You can be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and feel good in your body. Have energy, have focused attention, not have painful periods, not be dealing with these symptoms that are weighing you down. And so often we've been dealing with these symptoms for years, decades, several decades that we've just accepted them as part of being us. They're like, no, that's, what do you mean? Like I've, I've, I've always only pooped once a month. I, I've 
I've always had to take days off work for, for, for my periods. Like there's no way that wouldn't be a thing, but I'm here to tell you that is a thing. You can get rid of these debilitating symptoms because we have to remember symptoms are basically your body's check engine light saying, Hey, something's going on in here. Please pay attention. Come on and fix. And you're like, no, no body. Like I'm just gonna have another coffee. It'll be fine. Like I'll just get my energy that way. And you're like, body's like, no, please. Like I need sleep. I need food. I need you to eat. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going to take this supplement. I'm going to take this, whatever. I'll have an energy drink. I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way around it. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, there, there's no other way to fix it, but we're here to tell you there are other ways to fix it. So when we are looking at these, you know, normal things, another component that often we see, Chris, and we talked about this in last week's, um, hair trace mineral podcast was on how women get really, uh, dismissed and feel invalidated and feel hopeless and defeated when their blood labs come back as normal. Oh yeah. Like how many times have we been like, oh, well, I got my blood labs done. So, um, like, I don't think I can get rid of my acne because everything shows normal. If, if, like we said last week, the blood panel is complete. If the practitioner validates that it's warranted, what power? No, I don't feel that's warranted or needed. How does that not just go, okay, thank you for making this normalized again? Yeah, like people, we've had clients literally go to their doctor and say, I want these markers tested. And they're saying, oh, no, you don't need that. And you're like, <laughs> but like, I'm exhausted. Like, I, I literally can't get through the day. I have to have four coffees. I can't concentrate. They're like, oh, you're a mom. You have three kids. And you're like, yeah, you, you, no, you, you don't need to have your, your B12 and iron levels checked. You don't need to have your, you know, blood glucose checked. You don't need to have your hormone panel checked. And you're like, oh. And we, you know, in our society, we hold doctors to such a high esteem. And like, don't get me wrong. There are some incredible, amazing doctors out there. Like, oh my gosh. But it's so unfortunate that they're few and far between. Like the majority of doc, like that in my experience from working with thousands of clients, hearing thousands of their stories of my, you know, my doctor said I I didn't need to have this done. My doctor said that, you know, my nutrition isn't going to make a difference. My doctor said doing, you know, doing a program like this isn't going to help me. And then they get to the end of it. The, okay, that that irritates me. Irritates me to no end. And I, I almost want to like march into their office and be like, oh, remember that client that you said their their diet wasn't going to make a change? Well, how can you explain clear face, their acne face to their clear face? Ex- riddle me that, mister. Riddle me that. So that's the thing is I want to preface this by saying there's wonderful doctors out there and I never want to take away from the incredible, profound work that they do. It's just so unfortunate that so many doctors that we have worked with in ourselves, with our clients have been invalidated and put down and told that, oh, you don't need to do that, which then impacts a woman's self-worth, a woman's confidence, a woman's self-esteem. You know, they're deserving of having help and feeling like they're just going to be stuck like this forever. Or the words, it is so, right after the HTMA, right? When we meet with them, I cannot believe after a decade, two decades, three decades, you have just validated absolutely everything I've been feeling. You have brought the links in and I don't feel crazy anymore. That's the line we get all the time. I don't feel crazy. I felt crazy for thinking that these symptoms were here and I truly felt like I was just stuck with this. Spinning my wheels and I thought I was making it up. Like we've had clients where the doctor's like, you are making this up. 
Go have a pizza and a pop and don't worry so much about your diet. Oh my Lord. I just like, I, I cringe. This makes me literally my blood boil. I can feel my blood boiling as we're discussing this because if we change topics really quick, it's because I have determined the color of Katie's face is no longer a nice shade of red. <laughs> this is something I'm so passionate about because yes, like here at the Clear Skin Solution, obviously we deal with acne day in and day out. Acne is never my goal. What my true goal for women, two things, confidence and empowerment. Mm -hmm. That is my end all goal. The vehicle in which we get confidence and empowerment is through clearing up the skin and teaching you the life skills. But it's about giving you your confidence back because when your skin is clear, you feel more confident. You feel more, you know, ready to take on the day. Maybe you feel more beautiful or sexy or whatever those adjectives are for you. When women have confidence, they are able to show up at an incredible level in this world and do some in amazing things, whether that's career-based, whether that's family-based, whether that's, you know, like winning a Nobel Peace Prize. When women have confidence, they can legit move mountains. And that's what I want women to get from this. But also confidence in their ability to support their own body in their own health. And this is where that empowerment piece comes in. Mm -hmm. where they feel empowered in their knowledge and in themselves that I know what to do in order to help my, the health of my gut, in order to reduce the inflammation in my body, in order to know the symptoms that I am dealing with are normal. Confidence and empowerment are like the two things that will be like, I know are my life's mission here because I want women to have confidence and empowerment. And I want them to be able to use their already built in internal navigating system called intuition. Mm -hmm. We all have intuition. Sometimes mine goes way over here and sometimes I have to rope it back in, right? That intuition is going to tell you how you feel after a meal. If that's a good idea, should I do this? So that you can set your body up again. I'm going to use that word, sustainability. But your intuition is how we start the pathway for the confidence. So giving you the tools to now go, okay, wait a minute. Not that Chris and Katie, but I'm going to say, Chris and Katie say <laughs> that I should be increasing a little more protein and I should be drinking more water and I shouldn't be drinking with meals. And you know what? I'm going to try and adopt this bedtime hygiene. That's a true thing before you think that's Chris geeking out. That's a true thing. You can search that up. But I'm going to establish that bedtime hygiene. And you know what? I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my entire day, out of 24 hours. I'm going to give gift myself 15 minutes. So when we start showing you how to build on these, how can you not start building that confidence? How Because you're using your own intuition, which you knew anyways, because how many times did you go to the doctor and how many times were you kicked to the curb and your requests were invalidated or you were told that it's never going to change or this is part of the cycle of life or blah, 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 whatever you were told. No, thank you. That's how I respond to clients now. It is okay for you to walk out because some clients are like, I was so livid and you can feel it come through. And I say, okay, and you're absolutely own those feelings now release it and say, no, thank you. I do not accept that answer. Right. And that's what I, I, I'm going to ask you, Katie. Are you, if you're, if this is what you've been told, are you going to accept that? No, but here's the difference is I'm at a stage, you and I are at a stage in the game 
we've been doing this for a long time. So it really is about like now I'm will I'm just saying no, like I'm not accepting that answer. Like that's 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 not acceptable to me. You're not just going to give me a medication to manage my pain instead of let's dig into the root cause of, of why you're dealing with this pain. Here just just take this antidepressant or, or or this this morphine. Like no. That's not that's not an acceptable answer to me. So I will keep digging. And that's a skill that we t- teach our clients is to be your best, you are your own best health advocate, right? You are your own best health advocate. So it's, it's a learned skill because it's uncomfortable for us to go to our healthcare practitioner and almost push back a little bit, right? Like that's not a comfortable feeling for us. Oh yeah, go against the grain for sure. But you have to remember your practitioner doesn't work, doesn't, you know, you don't work for your practitioner. Your practitioner works for you. you whether you are in Canada and you're paying your tax dollars to your OHIP you're in the US and you're paying for your healthcare. Where do you think they're getting their wage from? From the dollars that you're handing in. They work for you. So you go and you be your own best health advocate. And if somebody says, oh no, I don't, I don't want to run that, that nutrient panel, you can say, okay, can you write it down in my file that you're denying my request for a nutrient panel? Oh, that's a goodie. Think about how quick that doctor's gonna you know, turn around and be like, oh, okay, well, you want to know what? Like, let, like, okay, we'll just run it. Because God forbid something happens to you and they go back and look in your health file and you requested something that could have possibly been a changer for you, right? So this is why we need to advocate for our own health and push back and insist and not give up on ourselves. And again, this is a learned skill, but maybe for you, you know, the medical route, like this is, this is another reason why I am a practitioner now is the med- the conventional medical route has failed me time and time and time again. And I got to the point where I was fed up. And now the only time I will go see the medical doctor is if I need a specific like ultrasound request. Like, like that's it. I will not go there el- otherwise. Or emergency medicine. Yeah. Stuff like that for sure. Yeah. If I have a gunshot wound, you better believe I'm going to the hospital and, and, and like, <laughs> where, do you, where do you live? <laughs> I am not visiting. I am canceling our plans. Stop it. I can't handle those analogies. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, if an emergency happens, you better believe I am so insanely grateful for our Western medical system that can be truly life-saving in emergency situations. If, you know, I need to go to the ER, like, thank you. Thank God that I am in a position to live in this country where I can see that medical care that I need. But I think where the lack is in our society is our, our conventional Western medicine, phenomenal and emergency life-saving procedures. Oh my God, are they not incredible? But where I think they drop the ball is the prevention and the symptom management. Cause it's, it's never about preventing. It's only symptom management that they're after. And I think that's where that, like, if, if only we can get to a place where the Western medicine and, you know, that, um, allopathic, more holistic group can come together 10 years, give it 10 years. Like that would be game changing. That would truly be game changing. We're going to manifest it for us all. Let's go up a level. Okay. Because people are be like, why are you shitting on doctors? You know, my wife's a doctor. My husband's a doctor. My brother's a doctor. They're really good. It's not even about that. Let's go up a level. This is a government legislated, regulated, totally controlled initiative in the sense that they outline what is needed. And then there's government bodies on top of that, right? So the doctors, when they go and they get a nutrition class, a doctor might get seven hours in their entire seven years or whatever it is these days. Maybe. Maybe. So that's kind of what it looks like, right? 
So if we don't have the system and the structure and the acceptance, and it's, it's, okay, I'm going to go here. Ready? In Ontario, pharmacists have been allowed to prescribe drugs for allergies and a couple other things and skincare and skincare. Mm -hmm. And we are not even recognized by insurance most often. Mm -hmm. We are preventative. We are trying to work with the natural resources. We are trying to do things and get people outside and get people living and learning. Oh my gosh. How about functional? And we're like, okay, poo-poo, you need to go. There is no support. So when Katie and I come out here, when other nutritionists and people in a functional capacity, depending on where you are, when we come out there and we advocate, you better have a passion because you don't, we don't have the support like the government and we don't have those stepping stones. So this is why we're so passionate is because we know one, it works. And two, we're at the stage in the game where we're like, we don't need your permission. <laughs> uh, if you ask my husband, Frank, he will tell you <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my like literally models is I never ask for permission. I, I will never ask for somebody's permission to do something or to do really anything. I will do the things that I want to do when I want to do them and how I want to do them. I'm not waiting for someone to say, yep, that's okay, Katie. And that's, you know, could just be my fiery Scorpio personality. I can attest to that because when she's like, oh my gosh, I have this great idea for this business. And then Paige and I, right off the bat, because we get the business decision ones first, we're like, um, Katie, oh, you ever see that ride where it's silver and it looks like a diamond and it was supposed to be a spaceship and it whips at, you know, those current... Like a Gravitron? No, that is like working with Katie. Hold on, everybody. Buckle up. You are a Gravitron. She, yes, but this is great, right? She doesn't micromanage. She throws out these ideas. We're allowed to like be very creative and there's no way she would have got here. I'll guarantee you by being told her whole life that this is the way we do it. Yeah. I, I like to go against the grain. You could say gets me in trouble sometimes, but that's all right. <laughs> or maybe you just have your own path. I have my own path. I be, I, I, I go to the beat of my own drum. That's for sure. And I, I, I want to pull it back to what you said is we really can't fault the doctors themselves because they were never trained this way in their education. It really is a faulty system that needs to be addressed. And that's a big whole task. So in the meantime, maybe we'll tackle that in 2024, Katie. Yeah. Maybe that's a 2024 plan is to tackle rebuilding the entire medical system. This should be totally easy to do. That's like the biggest Gravitron ever. <laughs> yeah. Like that should be like a black hole. It's no big deal. But in the meantime, while we're waiting to get to a place where society and our, our medical system is at that more preventative, you know, dietary movement, lifestyle based, that's what we do in the meantime. So you know, putting this podcast out was another way for us to help empower women and empower people on their journey to feel good in their bodies again and understand that how you feel is not normal. You don't need to feel like this any single day. And if you are experiencing any type of single symptom that is impacting you on a day-to-day -day basis, how you're showing up, your mood, your physical symptoms, whatever it may be, that is valid and that is worthy of support. And I think sometimes we often think like, oh my God, you know, I just, I just can't poop and I just have you know, headaches, but I don't have like a severe illness like cancer. So I'm not worthy of the help. Mm -hmm. Of course, people that are dealing with hor horrible diseases like cancer and, and those, those big awful things, absolutely they need the support. 
and so do you. Just because you are are dealing with, you know, again, air quote, a lesser seriousness issue doesn't mean you still don't deserve to feel seen, heard, listened to, and have your issues met and addressed. With clear skin. Yeah, with and have the clear skin that you want. Yeah, like let's just bring it back in. You want clear skin, get clear skin. Mm-hmm. You know, you want that pink shirt, go buy the pink shirt. We always find means to get what we want. Why, when it comes to our personal selves, do we say, oops, nope, I can't get myself that pink shirt because, oh, look, I'm going to buy my, my daughter this. Mm-hmm. How about you get the pink shirt and you buy your daughter that? right? That's really what comes in and hones in. So here's the thing. When we want to normalize these symptoms, you are really doing yourself and your family and your friends and all of the people around you injustice because you're not showing up the way you could, you should, you want to. And not that we have to appease everybody else around us, but they play such mind frickery to us Mm-hmm. that we want it. So why can't you have your gluten, dairy-free, corn-free, soy-free, you know, all this free cake. All the free. And eat it too. And it be delicious. Speaking generally here, a lot of women are, are people pleasers. And a lot of women will literally do everything for every single other person in their life before they do a single thing for themselves. And if they do something small for themselves, they feel guilty about it. Like the guilt around, oh my God, no, like, I can't take care of myself first. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. And that's a big societal issue, right? It is, we're we're so told that we need to give, 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 give. But as corny as I think this saying is, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You're going to run out of drops. You're going to get to the bottom and you're going to be so burnt out and so tired and so miserable. And guess how well you're showing up for those other people? Not very well. So let's put our oxygen mask on first so you can show up and be the best possible version of yourself for your loved ones and for you. You deserve, as a human being, to feel good in your own body. And if for you that means clearing up your skin, because by clearing up your skin is going to make you confident, is going to improve your relationships, is going to make you stop canceling plans, is going to improve your social life, is going to allow you to reach for that career, then you deserve to have that. You are worthy of that. Give you food flexibility Mm. versus fear. Mm -hmm. So we've gone on to that. What if we now talk about steps on how we can allow, how about, actually, let's do this. Let's talk about the really common ones because they've done all the searches. People didn't get here because they're not, we truly believe that acne sufferers are pretty well-educated. Extremely well. Most of them are extremely well-versed. Just not knowing how to put all that research and those nuances together so that they can get the clear skin, but I have yet to meet an acne sufferer that didn't, one, know the lingo, 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 (laughs) who hasn't been able to say, oh, and make a connection on a call with me. So I'm like, bam, like you are well on it. So Katie, why don't you start with those ones that are, you know what I mean? You talk about all the time in your reels and everything. Um, So hash into that. And then we'll go into some little up levelings. Some supercharged ways. So I, you know, at this stage in the game, if you've been following me on Instagram, Facebook, my emails, any length of time, you have probably heard me say hundreds, if not thousands of times, focus on an anti-inflammatory diet. Don't skip meals, consistency. Okay, wait, what's an anti-inflam? Just give me a quick rundown. Okay. I'm going to list them and then we'll go through them. So we got anti-inflammatory diet. 
We got consistent sleep-wake, don't skip meals, and stress reduction. Four things. Those are like the four core things I talk about all of the time. And even in your own internet searches, you're probably going to come up and it's like, oh yeah, you need to be making sure you're sleeping. You need to be making sure you're reducing stress. So we all know these things. We all read these things. It's just about properly implementing them and giving it consistency and commitment. Because that's what I also see a lot is people are doing something for three days and then they fall off the track. It's like, oh, I'm not getting the results quick enough. Your body's mm-hmm. going to take longer than three to seven days of, you know, eating better foods and, and you know, trying to sleep better. It's going to take time. So now let's dig into those four things of what I mean, some ways we can implement, and then we'll go into some up levels. Because if we can just eat the foods, sleep, reduce the stress, you will have big shifts in your symptoms. Maybe you have better energy. Maybe you have better focus. Maybe you'll be sleeping better. Maybe your digestion's improved, whatever that may look like for you. So when we talk about an anti-inflammatory diet. These are foods that naturally reduce inflammation in the body. Inflammation and oxidative stress are at the core root cause of acne. Oxidative stress occurs when free radicals in your body, which are you know essentially like little rioters going around and smashing things and breaking things, making things all hectic inside. These free radicals, they create oxidative stress in the body which not only leads to acne, but it also increases aging. Who wants to age quicker? And it also leads to disease. So at the core root of pretty much every disease out there, you will find inflammation and oxidative stress, including acne. So how do we start to reduce inflammation in the body? By focusing on foods that reduce it and avoiding ones that increase it. So we have a great blog, which I'll link to in the show notes. It's called The Best Diet for Acne. And we use that anti-inflammatory way of eating. So these are going to be, you know, quality proteins, whether you're eating omnivore or plant-based, you're eating lots of fiber. So you'll be getting the berries, the avocado, the gluten-free grains, like say quinoa, really wonderful. Uh, Maybe you're having lots of vegetables. So literally almost every vegetable out there is anti-inflammatory. Like really fill your plate up with like 50% uh, vegetables dark leafy greens, you know, your squashes and sweet potatoes, your cruciferous vegetables, like your kale, your cauliflower, your bok choy. There's so many wonderful vegetables you can be getting onto your plate, including some of those fruits in there, you know, a few servings of fruits in a day, because those are so packed with antioxidants that are going to be loving up your skin and your body from the inside out. You know, we're focusing on healthy fats, avocado, you know, nuts, seeds, in moderation, of course, because we can totally overdo it on the nuts and seeds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coconut products like coconut milk, coconut cream, coconut oil, avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, olives themselves, cold water fatty fish. All of these wonderful foods help to reduce inflammation in the body. Then on the other hand, we want to be eliminating as much as possible, avoiding or, you know, drastically reducing, depending where you're at on that healthy eating scale, of watching, you know, we know the junk food, the processed, refined, boxed food with lots of sugar, the, you know, uh, refined carbohydrates when you're stopping at Starbucks in the morning and grabbing a bagel or a cupcake or a muffin, um, you know, the the vegetable oils, dear God, if there's one thing you can just start working on phasing out would be vegetable oils, like your canola oil, the rapeseed oil, the soy, the cottonseed, the peanut oils, all of these are so profoundly inflammatory to your body you know, especially things like the refined sugars. So just go on Google and Google names for sugar. Oh, yeah. Over 50 different names sugar goes by because they get smart. They're like, oh, people are now watching out for white sugar. 
but now the 88, my last 88, search. right? Yeah. 88. So it'll be like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll be concentrated beet juice, concentrated cane juice. Like they get clever with these words. So if we can be again, reducing that refined sugar and instead swapping in again, cause this is what creates sustainability is having healthy substitutions for your favorite foods. So we're not saying you never can have a sweet thing again. Opt for things that are sweetened with, you know, raw honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar, monk fruit, stevia. And again, in moderation, this is how we're still able to create that sustainability in order to keep up with that. So again, I'll drop the, the blog below so you can refer back to that because it's a great blog. And remember, my blog is filled with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of anti-inflammatory skin loving recipes. So if you're like, Katie, I don't even know where to start, head to the blog, type in some keywords, you'll find some things. So that's focusing on an anti-inflammatory way of eating. That would also include drinking the water, you know, getting the hydration in, watching our caffeine intake. Next up is going to be um, the consistent sleep-wake schedule. Mm -hmm. So our body needs sleep to survive. Think about how miserable you are when you're tired, right? Like I will be the break. Who, me? (laughs) I know. My husband knows. Like if I haven't slept, he is like, I'm steering clear of you because he's like, you, you terrify me. Like you, you literally scare me when you're, when you're tired, I'll own it. I'll accept it. I know it's just part of me, right? Like if I need, oh, I need sleep. So if we are chronically sleep deprived and chronically sleep deprived, doesn't, you know, have to mean you're getting one hour of sleep a night. This could be that you're burning the candle at both ends. You're going to bed at midnight every night, but you know, you need to be up, up at six. Cause you got to get the kids ready or you got to get to work or you got to walk the dog or whatever you may do. So you're really only getting four five, six hours of sleep. And remember, women need more sleep than men. There is a recent study done on it. And if we can be getting seven to nine hours of consistent sleep every night, and consistent sleep means you're going to bed at the same time and you're waking up at the same time. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden Friday hits, I'm staying up till 2 a.m. and then I'm sleeping till 2 because your body's like, oh crap, like what are, what's going on? Like I can't get my, catch my footing, but we need to be sleeping because when we sleep, we reduce cortisol in the body. And guess what? Cortisol is a stress hormone. And when your cortisol is not doing too hot, guess what? That's going to be increasing the sebum production in your skin, which is going to be leading to an increase of breakout. So we need to be sleeping to reduce the cortisol, to reduce the breakouts, and also give us more stable moods. Because remember, sleep is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. When we don't sleep, it has a domino effect. So the next day you're waking up groggy. You're probably not really happy. You're having four coffees to get through your morning. Your kids are on your nerves. You know, you don't feel like walking the dog. Then you go to work and you're short with your coworkers and you don't want to do your work. And then you're tired. So you don't want to make yourself food. So you, you know, you run to McDonald's and, or, you know, you run to Starbucks. You're grabbing all of the food because you're too tired to do anything. And then you get home and you get the kids to bed or you walk your dog and then you're so stressed and you're like, I just need to sit on the couch because I've had an exhausting day. And then the cycle repeats itself because now you're staying up late again and you're chronically in this mode of sleep deprivation. Then that- Does Steve call you? (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes that sounds like me. And we know better. And we know better. And honestly, we know better. It sounds like me as well. Like in full transparency- Chris and I do this all of the time. We know better. And, you know, we're constantly catching ourselves on, oh, I like literally last night, I was like, okay, Katie, tonight's night. You're getting back on track and going to bed for 10. Did I not stay up until 1130 last night? And you know what I was doing, Chris? I was watching reels. I was watching reels until 1130. And then I was tired when I woke up, which mean I had a coffee, which mean I like it, it was just it domino effects. So just note that, you know, even us as practitioners, we're not perfect. There are times when I get out of the groove and I just have to get myself back in that. 
However, I got to give you kudos here. What's my kudos today? Do I get a... Because this morning you said, oh, I'm going to have a coffee because you're on a specific protocol. So that's compliant. I'm going to have a coffee and, oh, but I'm going to eat first. I'm going to eat first. Yeah, you did, right? So see, that's sustainability. And I just want to hang in there because that's the sustainability things. That's the things you're not going to see on those internet searches. That's where you're going to try and try and try. Just know that the body thrives on consistency. If Katie has to pick me up because we're going to yoga and she's consistently late and I never know what time she... That, this is totally not Katie. Maybe let's use Paige. And Paige is going to pick... No, it's going <laughs> No, but if someone's going to pick me up and take me to yoga and they're cons- inconsistent and they're late and then they're really early and that leaves me in a shamble. So do you see how that can spike my cortisol? Because now I'm scrambling for my shoes and they're always, they've been 10 minutes late for the turn of time. And now they're 20 minutes early. Now am I entertaining? I don't have my yoga pants on. All of these things. So the body is saying, can you please be consistent? Because I, in turn, will be consistent for you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's a big one, which leads us into the next one of don't skip meals right? Don't skip meals. Don't skip meals for the love of all that is holy in this world. Do not skip meals. But what if you're going to intermittent fast? Oh, we're getting, we'll get to the intermittent fasting because we know that one comes up all the time. <laughs> Pandora's box. That's, that's right literally there. a Pandora's box. Please, I don't want any hate mail from anybody. We will discuss intermittent fasting in a hot minute. I know. So we don't want to skip meals because blood sugar stability is so critically important for acne sufferers. Because again, it's going to be impacting the sebum production, leading to more breakouts. Blood sugar instability is also going to be making you more moody. It's going to be making your anxiety worse. You're going to be hangry and shaky. And it's just a whole, it's a whole vibe on itself. And it's not a good vibe. We don't want that vibe for you. No. So we won't want to be skipping meals. And skipping meals could look like having a coffee in favor of breakfast. Let's remember, coffee is not a meal. We should have something in our, in our system first before we reach for that coffee. And we are big, big, big on protein, fiber, fat, the PFF formula, as we call it. Where for your meals and your snacks, make sure you have a good amount of protein, some fiber, and some healthy fats, because it's going to keep very stable blood sugar levels. I have another blog on that that I'll link it to in the show notes. And we want to be eating consistently throughout the day to keep our blood sugar levels stable. We don't want to be skipping meals in favor of a coffee. And while we're on that coffee note, if you are a coffee drinker, you know we're going to encourage you, and this doesn't have to be for everything. Don't panic. You're like, oh my God, I hate these two because they're t- taking my coffee away. No. We would never do that. <laughs> we would never, maybe temporarily, but we need to be looking at your adrenals. So, yes. you know, in specific client situations, if their adrenals and their stress hormones are a hot mess, we may need to temporarily remove the coffee. Maybe you could be swapping to an organic decaf. Maybe you could be opting for my personal favorite that Chris despises of all the things is matcha. I love a matcha latte. Chris thinks it tastes like you like dirt, but that's fine. She's, she's wrong. No, I said battery acid, but it's okay. She's incorrect. She's very incorrect. <laughs> battery acid. I think we're going to have to take a, a poll. Chris, you know I have a matcha. Matcha is delicious. We have a, I have a cult. And battery acid. I think we're, we're starting to make fan bases just based on that. Okay. And I know that we're going to, I'm going to win because I've created a matcha call. We see this with our clients all the time. They've jumped on the bandwagon and they're drinking the matcha coolie with me. So we'll go matcha or coffee. Okay. Well, that's not fair, Chris. Yes, it is. I'm taking coffee. <laughs> that outweighs your cult. <laughs> Crap. She's got me on that one. 
but that's the thing is try to having an organic decaf, having it after you're eating, you know, maybe putting a little bit of, or even with a meal, this can be an exclusion with a meal, nice and slow, these types of things. A lot of people is, is, I'm just going to bring up fasting here for a second. What they'll do is they'll fast and some practitioners say, well, drink a coffee if you get hungry because it suppresses your need to eat. So watch that. We don't want to be suppressing the need to eat because that's the can make you skip a meal or miss the cues to the blood sugar instability, like the shaky, the hangry, these types of things. And when it comes to fasting, of course, there are instances when fasting can be wonderful. It just needs to be done. Absolutely. In the right situation for the right person. So with intermittent fasting, so often people are, you know, they eat until midnight, then they go to bed. They're like, oh, well, now I, I can't eat for another 16 hours. And like, so they're not eating till two, three, 4 PM when we need to shift that window. So if, you know, we're getting up at, say you get up every day at 7 AM, that's when you're getting up. We want you to be eating something within 60 to 90 ish minutes of waking up for your blood sugar, like ideally 60. So if we go back from 7 to 7 PM before that's a 12 hour window. And then if you want to add that additional, you know, two or three, two or four hours on, um, that's when you can start figuring out the math on, okay, if I, if I want to be eating by 8 AM, I need to be having my last meal by a blank amount of time. I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to be doing it quickly in my head. You can all figure out, figure it out yourselves. But another way you could be doing this. I'll just be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Chris is the math. You guys, I have lots of life skills, so many wonderful, incredible, talented skills. Math is not one of them. It's just, I've accepted it. It's just, my brain doesn't compute that way. So thank you for calculators. But if we're looking at even something called um, tree, which is time-restricted eating, you can shorten that window. It doesn't have to be 16 hours. You could do 12 hours. You could do 14 hours. You could see what really works for your body and your schedule should you and your practitioner decide that that's a route that works for you. Yeah, and that's key, right? Because we are not of the bandwagon where intermittent fasting or fasting is a hard no. We are... Let's see where your minerals are. Let's see how you're eating. Are you under the caloric intake? Are you under the value of the minerals where the body feels good? How symptomatic are you? How's your body responding? When we take all that, most often we say, will you please eat? Eat more. We want you eating first balancing, learning so that you can feel inside your body. Remember back to intuition. Mm -hmm. So you can feel inside your body what it's doing before it gets to that hangry, before it gets to that. If I get shaky, oh, we're mm -hmm. in some trouble. No, no. I don't even like my own self. Same. Right? (laughs) I don't like me either. (laughs) So that's the thing. So the don't skip meals usually in the beginning. And then when we want to look at the resets and stuff like that, absolutely. I 12 and 12, I have for a gazillion pounds of years. On the off shoot that I do grab something because I'm peckish because, you know, I eat with the seniors at like three, four o'clock because my kids have to be at their programs at this time, which is like, ah, I may get a bit peckish, but often I might go between 12 and 16 hours. Mm-hmm. However, 90, 75 to 90% of those hours are when I'm sleeping. When I'm sleeping, not when I'm awake. So my body can detoxify. My body doesn't have that congestion and my body can best use it. Mm-hmm. Not when I'm going like a mad mama. Like we all do. Anyway, so that's just what we want to say is there's a time and a place for everything. 
That's why working with people and please never do a water fast mm. or a juice fast unless really it's very short stinted or worth somebody. Okay. Cause that's a hardcore medical intervention at that point. Yeah. You, you need a practitioner to advise you during those ones. So yeah, please just to kind of summarize those, you know, foundational ones, anti-inflammatory diet, you know, consistent sleep, wake, don't skip meals and stress reduction. Like we all know stress reduction is key and critical at this point, like Huge. across the board, but then we're like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Find something, something in your day that brings you a little bit of stress reduction, deep breathing, walking the dog, getting out in nature, sipping your tea in the sun, reading a book, having a bath. I don't care what it is. Some type of stress reduction practices, just doing these four foundational pillars alone can have profound shifts. And wait, Chris, can I add one thing into the anti-inflammatory foods? I'm just one. And I, I know, I know I, I might get a little bit of hate for this and I'm going to apologize in advance. Okay. Wait, whisper it to me. Whisper it to me before you do it. <laughs> I almost want to whisper it because this is the one where women are like, what did you just say to me? Text me, Katie. Do not launch this. <laughs> it is the alcohol. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I know. And you want to what? Guys, in my 20s, early 20s, I partied real freaking hard, like too hard, like way too hard. My liver didn't like me at all. My gut didn't like me. I was drinking way too much alcohol in university, of course, because who ate vegetables? I like who drank water? I would just get like vodka, vodka orange juices at the bar. So anyways, I come from a place of saying that I understand the 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 love of the alcohol, the love of having a glass of wine out somewhere at the end of a week wanting to drink half a bottle because you're so angry at your boss. But here's the thing. With alcohol, it can have such a big impact on our gut health, on our liver health, our minerals, and our blood sugar. You may not know, but drinking alcohol can really impact your blood sugar. And it's in I, I we see this all the time where you know clients are so hesitant. They're like, Katie, you're taking everything that is a way of the love in my life if I can't have my glass of red wine on Friday nights. Okay, my glass. I mean, four glasses because like, it's a big glass. And we'll watch as clients are like, you want to, I'm just going to try it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever. I'm going to try not having any alcohol. Chris, have we ever once had a client come back and say, Oh my God, I hate that. I did that. I feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Usually there, there's like a reaction in there, right? Cause we have to go slow and systematic. Just like when we were, we remove a bit of things to bring them back in. It's all the same system. But with the alcohol, absolutely. Remember, please, it's not forever. It's for now. No. Yeah. It's, it's everything you do is short-term pain for long-term gain because we have an end goal in sight. But I, I always encourage people that if you've never done like a dry whatever month, you know, 30 days of whatever, just try it out. Because again, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose out. You're probably going to, you know, feel a little better. We often see you sleep better. Your moods are more stable. You're more productive. Uh, you know, the inflammation in your body goes down. And I know people are like, well, what about the, the red wine and the antioxidants? Um, it, the polyphenols of this. Yeah. In a healthy individual only. And you could, you could eat grapes. You, well, you could dark chocolate, get some, some, your resveratrol from those, uh, those grapes over there. But again, we're not saying that this is again forever. It's about finding, it's a bit low, about giving your body the tools it needs to self-heal, self-repair, do the things it mm -hmm. needs to do. And then bringing back in that balance, because for me, like for me, I live in Niagara, I live in wine country. So you better believe like maybe once a year, I'm going to go on a wine tour with my girlfriends. Cause that's so fun. Or does, I don't recommend biking wine tours. Cause that's like, it's <laughs> a hard no. I've been there, done that. It didn't end well for me. Like at all. I will never bike tour again. That's just funny. You don't want to do that. 
Um, or here in Niagara, we do the Grape and Wine Festival every year. And if I always say there's one day of the year that I'm going to drink and I'm going to drink a good amount of wine, it's going to be on the Grape and Wine Festival at the parade. So it's, again, finding that balance of what works for you in your day-to-day as you've worked through these things. So, But you know what? Sorry, before you close, because I just want to... Oh, Okay, I know. She want to add some things. Add them in. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, I got to add... Because here's the thing, you're talking about a wine festival, we're talking about a social event, we're talking about what we see clients often come in is they use it as a stress reductor. Yes, yes. And because I need to unwind from my day, I work with crappy people, I'm around, da 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 da, I have this and that, I don't get time for myself. And I used to do it too. It's how I bond with my partner. That is big. And I'm gonna, that is the caution. Because what changes is, again, it is for now, not forever. What changes is we're no longer using that alcohol as a crutch, as opposed to we're using the alcohol as an enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying there was an enjoyment, but it's not the sustainable enjoyment, right? So what Katie's saying is she's going here, she's doing that, and she's, you know, that's fine, and that's what we're looking at. But if you're going to tell me that you are using it to unwind, I'm going to tell you with probably about 15 publications to support why that's not happening in your body. And even alcohol, um, specifically red wine, it increases estrogen in your body. So if you're dealing with an estrogen dominance... That could explain so much. (laughs) That could just explain so much for so many women. Oh, Chris. (laughs) I know. Oh, Chris. But this is the thing, right, is we really, in this episode, I really wanted to break down that I don't want you to ever feel dismissed and invalidated in your symptoms, in your health, that you don't deserve help, that that you're not worthy of help, that you can't be helped because you do deserve help. You are worthy of help and you can get to the bottom of why you are feeling like crap every day. You do not need to accept. You have to feel like crap every single day. You can look and feel great no matter where you are at in the whole like age range, you deserve to look and feel phenomenal. And we can do this by really becoming our own best health advocate, digging and getting to that root cause. And as you're really digging into this, some steps that we can really be taking, focus on that anti-inflammatory way of eating. I'm, I'm linking to it in the show notes. You know, don't skip your meals, consistent sleep-wake schedule and stress reduction. Just those four things. Like I encourage you to try them out you will be shocked at how much better you feel just from doing those things. And just as a fun little addition, if you haven't yet, we have our my um, the free gut-loving cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. This is where we start for all of our clients that walks through you through how to start getting your digestion back on track. So use that in conjunction with the links that we're popping in the show notes. That can give you a really good head start and a really good like supercharge into the world of clearing up your acne. So don't forget to download that free guide as well. Or a gentle reminder. Even Yeah, even if you want, you're like, Katie, I know these things. Arriving reminders doesn't hurt because I'm sure you know Chris and I know these things, but guess who needed a reminder to, to eat their lunch today? That was Katie. And bring water, Katie, and bring water. <laughs> yeah, she was like, Katie, did you have your water cup? And I was like, yes, Chris, I brought my water cup. <laughs> So that's the thing is, even though when you're like, I'm so far advanced, having these gentle reminders will never hurt. If anything, they'll give you motivation to get back on track. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Clear Skin Chronicles. Now, next week, you're going to want to set a reminder because we're digging in to the acne connectors and being able to narrow down where your root causes are. That mind-body-spirit connection and everybody's favorite 
face mapping. But don't forget to subscribe to our show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.